Welcome to a special Christmas episode of Behind the Scenes of Our Best Days. Behind the Scenes of Our Best Days, but um, this is a bonus episode because we wanted to kind of chop it up and talk about the Christmas production that just happened. Last night and uh, tonight, obviously, as you listen to this, it just ended, but... Uh, we're the secret it. gift is the name. That's what I was oh, asking that's you, what to you say. wanted me to say. It's all right though. So, <laughs> okay. So, um, yes, we had had mul- the secret gift. The multiple people had asked us, like, "Hey, could you give us a behind the scenes of of the productions?" Yeah. And so, season th- first off, we will be doing that today. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We're gonna talk through story, music, and nuggets. A little bit of nuggets. A yeah. little bit of nuggets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and I, we also wanted to let you know that towards the end of January in 2022, we what, are releasing season three. Season three. Uh, behind the scenes of our best days. It's yes. exciting. And we actually have sponsors. <laughs> we do. We have spo- we have some new additions this year. It, yeah. New segments. New sections. So, uh, anyways, yeah, something to look forward Pretty to. Pretty cool. Okay, so let's. A deep dive in to the secret gift. Yes. BC. Uh, BC. <laughs> before before Christmas. That's right. Uh, <laughs> um, before it all happened. So we finished Pilgrim's Playlist, which was our fall production. Like 30 minutes ago. Like we finished literally. It like, like on the way here. No, yeah. we finished it October 31st. And then November 1st, the Monday after, yes. we started working on Christmas. And then five and a half weeks later, here we are. In between was Thanksgiving break. That's right. We we had a, mm-hmm. um, a basically seven different services. Yes. Of this Christmas production that mm-hmm. we had to put on, and mm-hmm. it, you know, right now I think we have, um, I think there was like 187 cast members, mm-hmm. cast and crew mm-hmm. with 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 crew over 200. Yep. And there is eight different songs. Yeah, no, we're really thrilled. And we did great on the music. He won't say this to you, but he made the music along with Miriam Springer and uh, a team of good producers. John is a lyrical mastermind, and it's really hard to get him to admit that. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Wait till Easter. Affection ambush. Not just me, but Arvin and some other people are going to be jumping on for Easter 2022. But that's just... Praise um, God. Yeah. So anyways, so let's start off with story. Yes. So the secret gift we actually did. Yeah, you did it in 2016 without me. I was not. I was at the church as a member, as a viewer, as a fan. Yeah. So the 2016, we did the secret gift and um, I really enjoyed it. You know, mm. people love orphans in Christmas. That's right. <laughs> what is it about Christmas that orphans? Just, yeah. yeah. You know, cold yeah. winter, Charles yeah. Dickens era-esque. Totally. totally. And so yes. anyways, so this was our, the original plan. Um, you know what? Whenever Pastor Paul and Pastor Ashley came to me and mm. they were like, hey, John, we need you to take over um, the uh, basically the creative department at Victory. I was a youth pastor. While I was a youth pastor, we would do yeah. productions um, with the students of different schools. Yeah. And we began to see them inviting their friends. And our biggest nights mm-hmm. were these productions that we would do at the youth group. Yeah. And it was much bigger than than you know, paying 1500 for a mechanical bull and then giving out free pizza and t-shirts. Right. Like that's right. what youth ministry was built on. <laughs> mechanical bulls. Mechanical and bulls, inflatables. And Gildan t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. And Gildan hard cotton t-shirts before they were in style, before yeah. essentials started yeah. doing it. Crusties. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so, but 
you know, God was just really stirring in my heart, like, man, what if instead of attracting students to an event that is all centered around um, everything but the sermon, what if we made the sermon the thing? Right. And the only way to do it, I was not very good at preaching, was, but I was like, but we could do skits and productions. Yeah. So we started doing productions. We did one called Roaring, one called Phone Booth, one called 724 Demon Street, one called The mm-hmm. Architect, mm-hmm. one called Lockers. And yeah. it was and we would cast students from different schools yeah. on purpose, even homeschool students. Wow. And then the night they would perform, we would practice throughout the week. The night they would perform, it was packed out and then at the end, all I had to do was like it was a softball pitch altar. Absolutely. And students and then we'd have the, the, the students that were in the production pray for their friends mm-hmm, at the altar. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, yeah. this is like God is doing something special. When all that was happening, Pastor Paul just stepped in and he was like, John, I want you to take over the creative department. And I was like, dude, I just learned how to do email. <laughs> so like, why would you think that I would be good being over tech? Yeah. Like, because yeah. within the creative department, it was called the media department back right, then. Right, right, right. And there was a lot of really gifted people back then. So right when I stepped in, just because of, it was just a a difficult time. So there was lots of transition. Nine people left Mm -hmm. the media department within two weeks of me being there. So I felt awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And multiple people were like, you don't know what you're doing. Um, And I didn't, like to be fair. Man. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, this is not going good. And, And then my, one of my, great friends eric morris had took over the youth group and they were just blowing up and it was doing really good and i remember on wednesday nights while they were doing youth and i would like look on instagram while i was while i was in the sound booth on a at a wednesday night service yeah and i would just be like man wow this is such a bummer fascinating yeah like i helped hire my friend to take over the youth group yeah and it was popping off as it should be sure praise god but i was like yeah dude this is a big bummer. Wow. So yeah, just some demons that I had to deal with. Fascinating. Um, but there's a lesson there if you want to dive into what, it. What which is that is lesson? You start doing the thing you're gifted at, and then God's promotion for doing it at a higher scale looks like a deep dive into sitting in a sound booth and doing nothing, oh, which is fascinating to me. That is. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. please continue. No. no. So that, yeah. So, <laughs> so during that time, Victory had been doing these productions for like twenty something years, and we were utilizing the same script. Sure. And it was yeah. and, and, and it was good, mm-hmm. but our numbers began to dip, and there were certain people that I was like, man, I just got to learn what to do. So certain people came to me um, from different churches and different creative departments. They're like, all right, at Victory, it's a media department, but at our church, it's a creative mm. department. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I guess we could do that. Yeah. And they go, the first thing you should do is stop doing your productions because they're lame. Wow. No one likes them yikes so this is people from other church that have yeah. told me that <laughs> they're, and then they're they waiting like, with it they're like yeah and they're like and no one is doing productions anymore yeah. basically church has moved to really cool lights yeah and um video sermons yeah so like it would be sweet if victory caught up with the times and i was like thank you guys you're making me feel so good <laughs> so i told paul i was like dude should we just stop doing productions because it's a budget and maybe we should just do what x y and z church is doing because what they're doing is is cool and we're like people trying to be cool in middle school oh boy it's like everyone has doc martens (laughs) and then your mom buys you sketchers with like non-yellow stitching and everyone goes dude you're wearing sketchers and you're like no these are and everyone's like no you're not cool it was that i love it so anyways but during that time 
it was actually Paul who was like, I mean, I'm open to it, but if if we're the only ones still doing productions anymore, mm. what if we actually just made ours good? Wow. And I was like, yeah, but who's going to do that? Mm. And he's like, well, <laughs> you're over the department. And I was like, dude, I didn't go. I didn't go. I didn't take out a class in screenwriting yeah, yeah, or yeah. script writing. I didn't even have the apps to do it. And I was like, okay, it's just going to start on a Word document. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> speed forward. Thank God. God has been faithful. And he has brought incredible people like Ryan Stafford Absolutely. and Jill Stafford. Love Larice Wynn yeah. with Wardrobe. Yeah. And Miriam Springer, Sam who Wright, helps me. All of these Yeah, people. Samantha Wright with, yeah. with makeup. and Spencer Click. Anyway, Spencer Click with film. Yeah. Uh, you just keep saying people. I, and I, <laughs> I just read the credits. You go, and I Arvin go, Sepper. And, and I'm like, yeah, and Arvin Sepper. <laughs> Anyways, so that happened seven years ago, and I felt in my heart that we need to do seven original scripts mm-hmm. um, for Christmas mm-hmm. and for Easter. Mm-hmm. And then later on, God, you know, God stirred some things in Pastor Paul's heart, my, my broski, Anna Jones. Uh, <laughs> the nickname. My Marion Brosif. Um, <laughs> That, but Pastor Paul was like, man, I really feel like we should do um, a fall thing, whether it's a film or a production, yeah. some type of a creative element. Yeah. And then and then it started off with Hush Room. Mm-hmm. Well, so seven years ago, we started on these scripts, and the first one was awful. Um, we literally had Joseph and Mary drinking a Red Bull, and we called it Red Heifer. It was a hot mess. <laughs> it was called Travelers. Yeah. And it was my fault. Like, I take – it was – we tried something new, and multiple people were like, hey, I just want to let you know – it was heresy and you may go to hell <laughs> for what we just saw. And oh I mean, I rewrote um, the, you know, the song on Beauty and the Beast. Bonjour. Yeah. Bonjour. Yeah. I rewrote it to Shalom, 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 Shalom. <laughs> there he goes down the street like always. Yeah. But we wrote it to Shalom and, and it was a hot mess. A lot of cringe, but like we said, victory is, is, has been around for 40 years and yeah. victory is built on faith and cringy stories. <laughs> So we started writing these scripts. Well, now we are on the seventh year, which means right now Mm -hmm. we have felt to go back and look at scripts that were some of our favorite and then retweak them. Yeah. So that's what we did with Secret Gift. Sorry, that was such a long rabbit trail. No, I think people want to know that. That's interesting. Yeah. So now we we brought forth Secret Gift. And this upcoming Easter, we're going to be revisiting um, a script that we did about five or six years ago that I'm really excited about. And the goal is to look at those things, make them stronger, make them better, redo the music. And so anyways, just because I believe that um, yeah, they're powerful. So mm-hmm. with Secret Gift, the whole story, mm-hmm. uh, as you, those of you who haven't seen it, it starts off in an orphanage with an evil orphan lord and these kids. And the whole theme is there's only rules. Mm-hmm. There's no story. Right. So right. there's no story for you. And yeah. he puts them in this thing called a boo box, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Thank you, Hook, mm. the Peter Pan movie for giving us nice. inspo. inspo yeah. But yeah, so what are some other things in the story? Oh boy, we we always start out, at least in my experience, it's a conversation we have about the things that are occurring in the world today to mm. make it current, to update it. So I first thing I did was I watched the 2016 Secret Gift, and then I thought, well, based on what we've been talking about, we've been examining this relationship between people who... Um, and this is the purpose behind the script. Right, yeah, why, why does in. the script land on... You'll hear it if you watch the show. It's on YouTube now, I imagine. Um if you don't learn how to receive God's love, you will try to fill the void in yourself. Pastor Paul said last night, the God-sized hole in yourself 
with feeling powerful so you can trade that power for feeling like you're loved. Ooh, that's deep. It comes so out of say that conversation. In, in layman's terms. If you don't learn how to receive love, you'll try to take power. You'll try to earn power. And yes. then we talk about uh, receiving is not earned, it is learned. Say that again. Receiving is not earned, it is learned. Jesus came to the earth because that's the whole story of Christmas. Jesus was sent to teach humanity how to receive his love which means it's a gift. It's not something you deserve. You're not entitled to it. On the day that you're the most holy version of yourself, you don't deserve God's love any more than on the worst day of any human being ever. So that was the conversation. And then we put it in terms of, okay, what if Mr. H, this evil orphan Lord, what if that's just how he's lived his life? Because a lot of people we know, and we added a new element to it this year, uh, a lot of people we know, even in the Christian faith, Mm. are trying to feel worthy of a love Jesus has already been born and died and resurrected to give them. Yeah, and so people have this issue with receiving it. Yeah, which is the story of the prodigal son and his brother. Hold on, hold on, before we get there. Oh, yeah. So just so you guys know, if we were to deep dive, think of, those of you who watch The Secret Gift, and if you haven't watched it, you don't have to, but I would encourage you to. But you really should. So think of the orphanage yeah. as the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the That's orphanage right. represents the world right now. Yeah. And all of the kids, Nicholas and Beans, mm-hmm. imagine them. They are a woman and a man in the world today. Yeah. And so, you know, yes, there's the whole world. There's earthly fathers, but, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people have issues with their totally, father. Totally. And so anyways, yeah. yeah. and so Nicholas and all of them, they feel forgotten. They feel like outcasts. Mm-hmm. And then Miss Edna gives them this book. Mm-hmm. And then when they open up the book, it, it is the Bible. And we took the script, uh, the scripture, John 16, one, the word became flesh and mm-hmm. dwelt among us. And so we just thought while we were writing this literally in November, like six <laughs> weeks ago, five weeks ago, it was, what if we said the story became flesh? That's right. People, when they open up the Bible, it's yeah. intimidating because sure. they're like, where do I even start? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But if it's like, but what if we made the Bible come to life? I don't know if anyone grew up with Salty the Psalm book. 100%. But it, it was basically barney for christian kids (laughs) i would say barney for sheltered kids Mm -hmm. not christian kids sheltered Sheltered kids kids, yeah but this this psalm book came up to life and he had a blue face and his back he was literally had his hands through a a a a cotton bible (laughs) and he was called salty the psalm book yeah and he was the book of psalms yeah and he like sang songs with kids yeah anyways but growing up and i was like man what if we had the the story come to life right. and that way the the scripture what people f- like this is what i believe as creatives mm-hmm. we what people feel vaguely we should show them clearly i like it what people feel vaguely about the bible if you are a creative and you call yourself a believer people mm-hmm. feel vaguely about certain things in scripture mm-hmm. you can explain things clearly through your art mm-hmm. because art it is up for Interpretation. Interpretation. And people interpret things. So it's kind of like, you know, if someone, they're like, I don't have the words, but I just went through a breakup. And then when they turn on a Taylor Swift song and their head bobbing, they're like, this is what it means about female (laughs) empowerment. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> or if you're working out and you don't have the words for yeah. working out, then you turn on a rap song. Yes. And you're like, yes. Absolutely. Or you may turn on maybe not rap, but um, Hamilton. Well, that's Hamilton. Rap. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Something. Uh, Michael Show W. Tunes. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> if you do, let us know that you listen to Secret Ambition in the gym. We would yes. love to find out. <laughs> or maybe keep it a secret. Actually, keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep it a secret. <laughs> but anyways, it, it's the cool thing about art is that. It, it makes you feel something. Yeah. And so sometimes people are like, I don't know the words, but I definitely feel like mm. this is right. Mm -hmm. And obviously we're led by faith and not by feelings. But a lot of people are led by feelings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think most. Yeah. And, and because we believe in the Holy Spirit, I think if you put out art as a creative mm -hmm. and you pray that the Holy Spirit helps people interpret it. Yeah then you don't have to explain it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyways, so throughout the story, it basically is like, and then Mr. Herod, he says, bring out the rule book. Right. And the rule book is basically what people have been beat over the head with mm -hmm. throughout the ages with the Bible is that the Bible is a rule book. Sure. And then he puts them in a box because most people live their lives in a box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it is being forced by this person who is like, these are the rules. Yeah. This is the box. Get in. Right. So even though it's funny, sure. the boo box, the rule book, yeah. it, we, we wrote it as if, okay, yeah. is everyone connecting the dots that right. this is the life that they're living in? Yeah. yeah. When God and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the three becoming one, it's, it's creative. It's fun. It, it should make you, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah. So then we had the story come to life. And, you know, the orphans were still and that. Basically, the story takes them throughout the Christmas story mm -hmm. in a medley almost. So we the Christmas story with Mary and Joseph, the wise men, the shepherds, yeah, he them. takes them through it with different songs. And he's like, listen, open up your eyes to like, this is what the Bible is about. And then Nicholas is like, I, I don't understand why. So like the world needed a savior. And so God just gave like. Yeah. Oh, was Mary and Joseph perfect? Well, no. Yeah. Well, then what? How come? I mean, wh why did they get Jesus? Why? Right. Like, and so he has all these questions that he's asking the story, yeah. and the story says, "Well, that's how good our Father is." And then, of course, immediately, and especially all of us with daddy issues. Yeah. I mean, my dad was a pastor, and I have daddy issues. Yeah. So everyone I'm, who was fathered by a human being has, has daddy, daddy issues. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And so yeah. he goes. This is what he says. He goes. You, he says, the father, I don't have a father. Right. And then the story replies, I understand. And he goes, how could you understand? Mm -hmm. You have never been forgotten. And then the story responds, but I have been forsaken. Mm -hmm. Saying that people have forsaken the mm -hmm. real meaning of the mm -hmm. word of God. Right. Which right. is love. Right. God sent his only son into the world for the perfect people. <laughs> no. Right. God sent his only son into the world for the Republicans. Yikes. God sent his only son into the world for those who voted for Biden. Right. No. God, no way. God sent his only son into the world for those who didn't get the vaccine. Yikes. So yeah. every self-righteous person. Sure, 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 sure. Check themselves. Yeah. Before they wreck themselves. And yeah. be like, wait. Yeah. No. God came for the atheist. Right. God came for people who don't believe the way I believe right. people who even choose their sexual orientation different than what I right, choose. Right, right, right. 
Yeah. God came for everyone. Everybody. Yeah. Leveled the playing field. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, yeah. there's a part where it's like the story says religion has made a naughty or nice list. Yeah. That's not me. Mm-hmm. I don't have a list, but I do have a book of life. Right. And I want everyone in it. Right. And so it, I know we're getting a little deep, but that's, yeah. but this is the behind the scenes of it. Totally. And so he says, he tells Nicholas, and this is what all comes down to the story. And I'll let Arvin take this one. But he says, have you ever, some of our questions are answered in a story. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love it in the Bible mm-hmm. because mostly Jesus taught from stories. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a five point sermon except the Beatitudes, mm-hmm. you know, which was more than that. But sure. Sure. He went teaching people that weren't in the synagogue. They were by the well. Yeah. They were, you know, in mm-hmm. uh, on the side of a mountain. Right. So like Jesus literally was an illustrated sermon. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he was a movie producer. Right. Just without um, a camera yeah, back then. Exactly. So, anyways, so he answered people's questions with right. a story right. about the prodigal son, yeah. the father, and the other brother. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Not only we have a moment in the show, which is my favorite moment in the show, where we, we with dance and music, we show the story of the prodigal son and the other son. Um, what's interesting is like when you look in your Bible at Luke 15 at that story, people who put in like chapter and verse and people who publish the Bible, we're grateful for them. All the companies that do that, they put in the prodigal son um, it's a story about two sons. There's a reason there's Ooh, two sons. There's a reason if there's two t- sons. I don't think Jesus was unintentional with why he did that, because at the end of that story, that one of the two sons is in the house, and it's not the one who went off and, uh, um, excuse me, who stayed and did all the work. So we incorporated this theme of, and, and, and um, Edna and Mr. H are an example of this as well. Obviously, yeah. Edna's a woman, so it's a son and a daughter, but it counts because God's sons and God's daughters. All that to say, a lot of people who are in the Christian faith for a long time create this naughty or nice list, so to speak, and... They basically are thinking, I have to earn the, the God-given life that I want, whether it's in ministry or in your career or in your family or having a child or whatever it might be. There's just seeps in this like poisonous, toxic uh, approach. And it, the reason it's so toxic is because it actually uses Scripture against Scripture. So mm. the Pharisees are Mr. H. They have the rules. And what's interesting, I mean, we'll get to this when we talk about nuggets. There's a reason the rule book and the, the storybook are two different books, although the all of that's collected in Scripture. Um, we isolated them to show you why you need both. Yeah, and uh, that is good. So all that to say, these two sons are both lost, and only one of them is labeled as lost. I remember 10 years ago at the end of high school, I was dealing with all these spiritual issues and whether or not I was going to, you know, the the word is popular now to deconstruct. And I was going through that process and I I read that story and I just kind of threw it at God and was like, I didn't do any of this. Why? Like essentially what um, Hayden Fott says playing Nicholas in the story. Look, I'm not after that scene. He goes, I'm not the prodigal son. I didn't leave. I have a prodigal father. I've been all this stuff going on. And your character, the story says to him, no, no, no. I showed you that because you're the other son. You're over Which, here trying to ooh. earn it. You're trying and to earn it. Because most people, when they hear mm. the story, they think 
they identify themselves sure. as the prodigal son. And everyone, all have sinned and fallen short. So that's yes. why your character tells him, you're going to have to choose. You're either the prodigal son who accepts what's happened and comes back and receives your father's love and grace, or you go, hold on. I like the rules better because I think I can manipulate the rules more easily than I can manipulate my father's heart. Because when that older son gets confronted by his father, who's saying, there's a party happening. I don't see you eating. I don't see you in the house. He says, this whole time, you've never even given me a small goat to go eat with my friends, which shows you his interest is the sooner you die, I'm just going to take what I get from you and I'm going to go and just enjoy myself with the rules. But the other son, he didn't play by the rule that the older son did. So he's upset. He's like, wait a second. He broke the rule and he gets rewarded? That's insane. That's the story of humanity. And it's the story of heaven. Heaven, Heaven's principles are so different from the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So sometimes people have trouble with the Bible. And it's like, well, you're thinking in the natural Mm -hmm. of something that was written supernaturally. Right. So, of course, it won't make sense in the natural. Exactly. Yeah. Because the Bible is not for that. It's right. for supernatural, a.k.a. that's why it's called faith. Right. You know, right. faith isn't faith without some hinge of like, wait, hold on. I, do I believe this? Yeah. Okay. I, I guess I'm going to have to because, right. I mean, this is what believing is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, and for all of that, the older brother the 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 father says you've had it all along mm-hmm. all you needed to was right. receive right right so which is really great then at the very end <laughs> at the very end of the story uh at the ver- i'm sorry at the very end of the production mm-hmm. we wanted everyone to understand that when nicholas finally sees okay so the story disappears mm. baby jesus is born yeah and they go where's the story and then he encounters the grown-up Jesus, and the the character Nicholas Hayden Fott, uh, mm-hmm. the guy who played it, he goes, "Wait, wait, I know that voice. Mm-hmm. You're the story." Mm-hmm. And then Jesus goes, "That's right, Nicholas, I'm the story. Will you receive the story into your heart?" Mm. And he was like, "Well, yeah." Because Nicholas experienced Jesus as a story first, right. it was easier to receive. That's good. Sometimes it's hard for us to receive something because it's very rule-oriented mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. opposed to story-oriented. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, when they were like, Nicholas, n- now what are you going to do? <laughs> and he said, I'm going to spend the rest of my life giving mm-hmm. what I have learned how to receive Mm -hmm. and then they put a santa hat on him aka saint nicholas yeah yeah so that's that little twist at the end that we hoped everyone got and if you didn't it's okay tough but yeah (laughs) tough but yeah and so that's why we were trying to be very intentional about kind of on the nose certain things sure so now we go into the music yes and there's eight different songs yeah and the whole the whole thought behind the music was in Pilgrim's playlist we wrote all original songs. Yeah. And it was a lot. Well, <laughs> Christmas was coming five and a half weeks later with a Thanksgiving break. Uh-huh. And so we thought, all right, let's lean into songs that already exist yeah. and change the words yeah. and change the instrumentation enough to where we don't get arrested for copyright. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> yes. So that's what we did. Yeah. So the very first song, 
um, that we wrote. It, it was the first part of it was original. The mm-hmm. broken carousels, mm-hmm. dried up wishing wells, yeah, hand me downs are more my speed. Yeah, yeah Ash, she she crushed it. Then it goes into the ever famous Michael Jackson. All I want to say is that they don't really care about yeah. us. Yeah. So, you know, that was fun because we wanted to state the conflict first. Right. The very first song, if you were to watch Aladdin, yeah. the very first song, it states the conflict. Yeah. Like, Here's it, the issue. one jump, yeah. head of the bread line, one yeah. swing, and it states the conflict of the character, which mm-hmm. is Aladdin, that says, mm-hmm. basically, street rat, dun, dun, I don't like that. You yeah. know, he's basically saying, I don't want to be identified as a street rat. Yeah. It, is, it establishes the conflict of the character. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie of Aladdin is him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, feeling worthy of it. Right. Right. The same approach with this. They don't really care about us. Yeah. But also the question is, mm-hmm. is there a story for me? Mm-hmm. People want to know, mm-hmm. is there a story or do people just not care? Right. Right. Then the second song after they meet the story it starts off with Willy Wonka, yeah. you know, imagination, but we changed it to pure revelation. I love it. Because revelation really is, it's, it's a revelation of God's imagination love. Yeah. And then it went into the Chris Brown forever. If yeah. you guys love The Office, yes. then you understand. Yeah. Forever, ever, ever. Yeah, yeah. But we changed it to, um, it's going to change up our whole life. Let's rewrite our story. Yeah. Yesterday and forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it ends with this is my the old school hymn. Mm-hmm. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my savior all the day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it goes into Pastor Sharon singing. Yeah. What a wonderful world. Which is Louis Armstrong. Beautiful song rewritten to uh, incorporate God's creation and the different. So she comes in as part of, and her part's always iconic. Everyone. Yeah. Pastor Sharon, you know, everyone's like, what is she going to come out as? She's come out as like an angel. uh, What else? You tell me. An angel. She's come out as, uh, she came out as Miss Edna before. Yeah. 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 She's came out as um a shepherdess yeah with waymaker and then memory <laughs> memory yeah 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 uh Absolutely. yeah she she's come out as different people totally. i can't think of all of them sure but every year yeah so this is that moment yeah and one thing that we wanted to do within casting if you watch the casting intentionally we want people to see every race mm-hmm and age group absolutely we want people to see kids Mm -hmm. we want people to see um you know old young middle-aged singles teenage college age yeah and so we cast in that mind and then for races we want people to see black we Mm -hmm. want people to see hispanic and asian and you know middle east and and so you know, we're very grateful that Victory has, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's over 100 countries represented in the yeah. body of Victory, yeah. which is a very unique thing. And it's and, and it all goes back to, you know, my mom and dad in the 90s, they had a guest speaker um, who came in who was African-American, who was mm-hmm. black. And as he spoke in the early 90s, he said, man, I'm really, really grateful just to let you know you have a lily white church. Mm. It was a bunch of Caucasians. (laughs) And so my dad said, I never want us. uh, My dad, Mm -hmm. Pastor Billy Joe was like, I want us to look like heaven Mm -hmm. and heaven is every race. Yeah. Heaven is every denomination. Heaven is every single age. So 
we need to do that. So right. whether it was on a worship team or whether it was in communicators who we put on stage right. or in the cast. Totally. And so that's the way we cast. We want to cast so people, when they experience it, they see a celebration of humanity. Totally. Of different ages totally. and different races. Yeah. And so that's what, it, what a wonderful world. That was the approach. Mm -hmm. And of course, we loved the giant moon. Yeah. The giant moon you know our carpenters who work here they they do um they do carpentry for the school the college all these different things yeah some of their favorite things that they do is the side hustle projects for us yeah um which is the giant moon of joseph sleeping on the moon yeah it's awesome. and then mary she her her floating on uh, with with the massive dress yeah. kind of making it a ballroom scene yeah this is the goal behind that is that if you bring your kids to christmas i want your daughter to think of Mary as a Barbie doll. Mm -hmm. Like if I had a Barbie doll, I want it to be Mary. Right. I, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So yes, we definitely stretch the bounds of some imaginative things sure, and people are like, this is not how it was in the Bible. Well, guess what? It's not for you. <laughs> we tell people the production is probably yeah. not for people who attend church all the time yeah. because like Mr. H, you will find something wrong with it. Of course. Um, if you look for it, you'll find it. Yeah, if yeah. you look for something wrong, you yeah. are going to find it. So yeah. if you're offended, you probably have already stopped listening to this podcast. Yeah, this probably isn't the podcast for you. Yeah, yeah, this is not for you. <laughs> and it's probably good that you don't come to Easter because I promise it will offend you. <laughs> That's funny. But you have to know the heart behind it is reaching people. For sure. And so anyways, and then after that, we went into the, uh, the Prodigal Son song. Right, which is a... Uh, whole revisiting of, hey, maybe if you're a church person, maybe you're the other brother. Maybe you've been standing outside of, you don't like it when someone less godly than you gets something that you were asking God Ooh, for. Ooh, say you that know, again. You don't like it when someone less godly, quote unquote, than you gets something you were asking God for. But it puts you, again, it puts your mind in check to be like, wait, but that's how heaven works. That's the whole thing. Donald <laughs> Miller had a real interesting story of, he was at a grocery store. He's Donald he, He's just Miller. a Christian writer. Um, okay real blue like jazz and in one of his books he wrote about a story basically a guy goes to a grocery store and uh the young lady in front of him is buying her groceries with food stamps and she was really nervous to pull out her food stamps and she didn't want anyone to see and this whole situation's awkward and and he was talking about how he wanted to divert his eyes so that she didn't feel like he just he, i'm don't worry it's okay i'm not judging you it's okay like i understand we've all been there i get it um and then he paused and said, that's humanity. At the end of the day, that is the grace of God, is yeah. I have not earned, if you lived a perfect life for 120 years, on your 120th birthday of consecutive, perfect, sinless years, you still would not have earned a drop in the bucket compared to the amount of love God has for your broken, ratchet self today. 1, and if people would operate in understanding that, it would ruin their lives in the best way. Yeah. That's the message of Christmas is that uh, Christmas ruined our lives in, in the, the best, best way. way. Yeah. Your, your, your I love that. Yeah. Your tendency to sabotage yourself, your f internal Pharisee who beats yourself up and, and you're so hard on yourself all the time. And, oh, I broke the rules. Mr. H ends the story. He puts himself in the boo box because he's like, I deserve it. I've broken the rules. And it's, uh, it's interesting getting into some nuggets that are interesting. Yeah, when Mr. H puts beans in the boo box in the first scene, 
And then when we cut to film, uh, Nicholas uses, no one really noticed this, I don't think. I haven't heard it from anybody yet. Nicholas grabs the rule book to try and break the boo box open. Say that again. So he grabs the rule book that he had been saying, and he the rules don't get beans out. Out of the boo box. That is deep. So, bro. but at the end of that the story, deep. Mr. H locks himself in it. And um, the thing that gets beans out of it is when Edna shows up with the storybook, the Bible. And uh, at the end, Beans, who has now encountered the story, is able to replicate God's love and get Mr. H. She goes, hey, come out of there. And she can open it up for him. So people think that making stuff for uh, a, a kid age is easier than making complex adult stories. The reality is, Einstein said it really well, uh, if you don't know something well enough to where you can explain it to a 10-year-old, you don't know it well enough. So it's actually significantly more theology goes into these small stories. It's like a Pixar film. Like those are complex. Oh, the Pixar films. Has anyone, uh, wave your hands right now in, in space, wherever you're at, if you've watched a Pixar movie, and weeped on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, then, <laughs> yeah. It yeah. has it has adult implications so that kids get it and adults get it. So but that, it's packaged yeah. in a way to where right. it's like entertaining. And yeah. so, ah, oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. So for the Prodigal Son song, you know, uh, there's a, a song by this artist named Labyrinth and it's called Jealous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's actually singing it towards his father. It's probably been sung on like, um, American Idol and sure. some of these other things. Beautiful song, very beautifully tragic. Absolutely. Basically, re we rewrote the words of "You're precious like the rain," mm -hmm. and it's the father singing to um, the son, and then at the and then the the other brother. Mm -hmm. Basically, Andrew Griggs, who beautiful voice, yeah. sang it. Yeah. And so we wanted to put the lyrics up on the screen because all of it was it ended with the older brother. Mm -hmm. And he said, why did you give your signet ring, your robe, mm -hmm. after I've done a million things? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And basically, the dad then, uh, for lack of a better word, like pantomimes, mm -hmm. um, you've had it all along. All you needed was to receive. Right. And so anyways. Yeah. And then it moves into the next song, which was Oh Holy Night. Mm -hmm. But we wanted it sung by a soldier. Yeah. So, Oh Holy Night is great. The song is good. Beautiful. But it's all about where it comes from. So, if if someone sing, all right, let's 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 use it. What's a True. famous song? A famous song that everyone knows. Oh boy, like a, some Coldplay, Viva La Vida, or something. So yeah, Viva La Vida. Yeah. So if Viva La Vida, um, which is what does that stand for? Live the life. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not, probably. But it's something. the story of Solomon. It's like a, the whole thing. Okay, Anyways, well, I didn't mean to <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's, uh, all right, I don't know how to go there. But, so, yeah. it, like, to jump tracks, if someone was to sing um, Memory, Memory is yeah. a song from Cats. Right. If there was a older woman who has dementia and she sings Memory from stage. Wow, different. Yeah. It hits different. Totally. So some songs are more powerful from who they come from. Yeah. So, Oh Holy Night, everyone knows it, mm -hmm. but we wanted to show the soldier after Herod saying, let's kill every baby boy, right. showing him being like, whoa, whoa, that, that's, not, that's not who we are. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, and then if we had to connect this to Easter, that same soldier would be the one who said, surely this was the son of God right. after crucifying Christ. Right, right. But we wanted to show the soldier singing what a wonder, I mean, I'm sorry, we wanted to show oh, the soldier night. singing Oh Holy Night, that yeah. way it just hit different. Totally. Yeah. Then the final song, King of Kings, sang by the beautiful Naomi. Yeah. You know, with our finale, we wanted to go back and forth of tying the knot of the Christmas story. And in every Christmas production, we always want to connect people to the adult Jesus. Yeah. Because most people who come to church, sure. they think... The Christmas story is about a baby. Mm, mm. Well, there's a, it's hard to engage emotions around a baby because yeah. people go, and this is what people have come up to me and said or messaged me on social media. They go, it would be great if we could do a traditional Christmas production. And then I usually don't respond to people. But the first <laughs> few years I was like, we will never do that Yeah, because it's not for you. Right. It's whenever the traditional Christmas story is told it is beautiful it is powerful but if we are not the soil of our imagination the soil of our mind is not worthy enough of the christmas story mm. i mean mm. yes mm. it is worthy mm -hmm. but i'm saying sometimes we don't digest it yeah. to how powerful it, it is goes over our that's heads. a better right. it goes over our heads because we go oh yeah and then the angel said wait let's talk about it right angels talk to shepherds the outcasts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah they came to the shepherds first yeah yeah w wouldn't they have gone to the kings no the angels came to the outcast that way anyone who's ever felt like an outcast mm -hmm. knows jesus came to me first right the news you know what good news is it's the gospel mm -hmm. the gospel came first to the outcasts that's right the shepherds yeah and then you think about the wise men, the people who were brilliant, they were intellectuals. They were people in another world that would be in a coffee shop deconstructing faith. Mm, absolutely. God appeared to them and was like, I'm going to show you by a sign. Excellent. Because maybe through prophecies, mm -hmm. you'll, you know, you'll use your own mind to diminish the things. So instead, I'm going to show you a sign that no man can do. Yeah. And you're going to follow this sign. Like when you begin to break down the Christmas story, it's, it's more, it's, it's insane and yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. And so that is why we love to make scripture come to life in a mm -hmm. unique way. Mm -hmm. That way it really settles in people and they really realize oh, yeah. the depth yeah. of the Christmas Absolutely. story. Absolutely. And so anyways, so that, that is why we're doing it. And then the nuggets at the end was obviously St. Nicholas, some sure. other nuggets that are kind of, uh, is the tattoo on the story. Yeah. It's in Hebrew yeah. and it is the story. Yeah. Um, you know, the story, he has a white and gold jacket, very similar to the white and gold book, the yeah. Bible that they're reading on film. Yeah. The red sash that he has. Yeah. The red sash that he has is the red bookmarker. That's in every it's Bible. Beautiful. The, yeah. the, you know, <laughs> on the red sash is the signet ring that yeah. the father gives the prodigal son, Beautiful. which you can't see unless if you really pay attention, sure. but we wanted everyone to see that like, mm. oh, that's the ring. Yeah that the father gives the wow. prodigal son. Right. Yeah. What are some other nuggets? Another one that uh, you kind of think, have to think about. There's a little line that uh, Mr. H says at the beginning, when Beans takes the piece of bread, he takes it from her and he says, oh, it's stale, just like I like it. And if you think Ooh, about that, I know the, where you're going. The person who is the Pharisee, if Jesus in John 6, 35 says, I'm the bread of life, if the bread... <laughs> 
the bread is not consumed properly, it goes stale. So it's it's just representative of that religious naughty or nice list. So spirit. if we go back to where if the orphanage is the world, yeah, and Nicholas and beans represent us, mm-hmm. and beans in the very beginning where yeah. we are introducing conflict yeah. is eating stale bread, right? Much like some people on the world are eating the bread of life stale, stale. yeah, because it's been cons- it's been burdened down with rules and naughty or yeah. nice list and and yeah. you know totally. And then basically she's eating mm-hmm. the stale bread of life. Right. And at the end, she gives him a piece of bread. She does. She walks up to him and when he's in the And she also gives box. him. And, yeah. and then at the very end at the party, yeah. when they're eating the cake. She gives him cake. Because yeah. cake, everyone loves cake. Right. Usually. And yeah. so the whole connection there was... Yeah. That's the bread of life. It's exactly. more of a party than it yeah, is. Absolutely. You know, and then when we did the Zoom call, yeah. the Zoom call was, you know, we thought, oh, that would be kind of funny just because within our day and age, yeah. people Zoom. Just catch their attention. Catch yeah, them catch guard. their attention. And then at the end, we wanted to reprise them because within the Zoom call, we said we wanted Nicholas and Beans to know that they're being watched by you guys. Yeah. This is what the story says the Bible characters. Yeah. I wanted... Nicholas and Beans to to know that they're being watched by you mm-hmm. from the cloud, which is humorous. <laughs> Zoom, but it's cloud, but cloud of the witnesses. cloud of witnesses. Beautiful. So that way, at the very end, when Nicholas receives the story into their heart, yeah. it says in the Word that when someone asks Jesus into their heart, yeah. a, a celebration happens yeah. in heaven. Yeah, that the angels stand on their feet. Right. We showed the cloud of witnesses yeah. clapping and shouting to resemble the party that happens in heaven. Precisely. When Nicholas yeah. received Jesus into their heart. Yeah. And if you're a creative, your number one job to make sure that the angel's feet gets tired in heaven, mm. that they should be consistently on their feet celebrating mm-hmm. because the things that you're creating are bringing people yeah. into the kingdom of God, yeah. getting them into the house party, yeah. into the book of life. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, the the best part of it all was I I make a couple cameos in this one, but yes. I was at the sound booth at the end of it last night, and just the altar reaction, the the way that I saw it impact people, it was like, man, it's it would be more than enough for me as a person to create a show that entertains people and makes them think about knowing God and revisiting their religiosity. But to watch people, Christian church people or not, people who don't know the Lord, uh, accept Christ and literally, like we, we figuratively show that house party in heaven on stage. Yeah. And then we watch the actual event happen in real time. Wow. I don't know of another feeling I've ever had like that. Because yeah. I'm not taking responsibility for it, obviously. Otherwise, right. I'm Mr. H all over again. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But it is it is beautiful and sacred, and I have a lot of reverence for what happens there, which is why I'm um, unbelievably grateful that we get to do this. I'm excited that we get to do it again tonight. Like, these shows, I, I'm trying to relish all of them, like right. really lean into all of them. So I was being a psycho um, <laughs> Tuesday night, the la- no, Monday night, the last night of our performance. No, I'm sorry, rehearsals. So we were rehearsing, yeah. and my, my son, who's a six-year-old, is in it for the first time, and he's like the bell ringer yeah. in the very beginning. He's the kid that looks like he has a mop for hair, <laughs> just long, curly hair, Love or like it. a poodle or something. <laughs> Anyways, 
So he's with me. We're leaving at 11 p.m. or midnight after rehearsals. You know, it's it's not easy. Right. But everything fulfilling is usually not easy. Absolutely. And so anyways, but watching my son love it and having so much fun. But in the back of my mind, I'm stressed because I'm like, I got to get I got to get him home to his mom. And 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 he has school in the morning. And then I have work in the morning because I have to coach and 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 then seeing things not where I wanted them. Mm -hmm. And I was exploding at people on text message because I'm a butthead usually leading up to the performance because I want it to be awesome. But I do say mean things, and so this is me apologizing on a podcast. That's great. This is a apology, apologcast. <laughs> okay, sorry. There's an apologetics podcast. So Arvin now. messages me and Dom, who is a who has a creative director in Victory Worship, and he goes, "I dare you guys to enjoy this because it is a great story." Great. Yeah. And I was like, "Yes." Yeah. I need to enjoy this yeah. as opposed to being so obsessed with. OCD details of mm-hmm. things going well mm. because what good is it if we do a a mm-hmm. performance of production that impacts people yeah but then I'm bitter mm. <laughs> right and and I'm like right right and then I just yeah it happened to me mm. Easter 2019 we did a production called proof mm. it happened to me mm-hmm. like that's real yeah 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 because I was like I was literally playing Jesus and hmm. I cussed at someone <laughs> before I went out. Literally, someone was putting my crucifix on my head and a thorn went in my eye Ooh. and I just let it rip. I, and I, then they're like, hey, John, it's you have to go out and carry the cross. And I was like, <laughs> so if anyone is thinking that we're perfect, we're beyond it because I yeah. cussed as Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. all of a sudden fall short. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> thank God. Yeah, we're, I, thank we're all God the you guys don't have to ask me into your heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So saying all that, you know, we, we do this because we feel very convicted about, we don't just want to entertain people. Mm-hmm. We it we want it to be edumatainment. Yeah. Which, like people feel like they've learned something. Right. And I want we want people to remember things. Totally. You know, so with the productions, the whole goal is we want people to have memories. Because mm-hmm. people base de- their decisions Definitely. off memories. Definitely. So anyways, anything else? No, we're delighted to have done it. Praise God. So yes, if you know of anyone, this is released before December twenty fifth. So if you know of anyone who didn't see it, please share the YouTube. Yeah. Go on Apple and Spotify and check out the Victory Production music. Yeah. And let us know what you think. We love you guys. Thank you so much. If you're still listening, if you haven't zoned out, thank <laughs> you for staying here the whole time. We love you. We do love you. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you in season three. Merry Christmas. Bye.